When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Trags, and welcome to episode 239 of Patriots Beat on the CLNS Media Network. Follow us on Twitter at CLNS Media and at Patriots CLNS. Also follow our new, brand new website, www.clnsmedia.com. want to welcome Zach Cox of Nesson and Nesson.com to the program. Does a tremendous job along with Doug Kide covering the New England Patriots, and the NFL for Nesson.com. Welcome back, Zach. Thanks, Trey. Thanks for having me. Uh, it is a pleasure. Big week, Zach, for the NFL at the team meetings uh, down in uh, Disney World in Orlando. I want to ask you right off the bat why you thought it was so important uh, for Patriots owner Robert Kraft to come out Monday and say he has total faith in Bill Belichick. Well, I think it's kind of something that everybody, I guess, kind of assumes, but, but with with the kind of the events that transpired this season with all the reports of tension and, and even Robert Kraft coming out and saying that there has been tension between between himself and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I think it definitely was important for him to just kind of come out and, and put his his full support behind Bill Belichick, especially as it uh pertained to this this Malcolm Butler situation. Uh I thought those were probably the most telling comments of, of his entire chat, basically saying I might not agree with the uh, with the. Sounds like he actually didn't agree with the decision from a uh, right. Patriots fan perspective, but saying the fact that that he still has the faith in Bill Belichick to to do what he's he's done here for so long, kind of is is, is a good indication that that they're still kind of on the same page. I guess you could say. You know what I think is interesting, Zach. Uh, there are times when Robert Kraft. The owner becomes Robert Kraft, the fan. You alluded to it, and I thought one of those mm-hmm. times happened right after right after Deflategate broke after the 2014 AFC Championship. You'll recall that uh, Bill Belichick had the Mona Lisa DeVito uh, Mona Lisa Vito <laughs> press conference that Saturday, pretty surreal at Gillette Definitely. Stadium. And then we thought, well, maybe the story's going to go away and, and settle down a little bit. The moment Robert Kraft got off that plane and went to the podium, it all changed. And I thought that was Robert Kraft kind of appealing to the fan base that, and, and throughout the whole, you know, Tom Brady saga, you know, is he suspended? Is he not? Is the appeal going to go through? Is it not? Obviously, he wound up serving a four-game suspension. But Robert Kraft is, has always been so sensitive, Zach, to the perception of the fan. Do you agree? No, I agree. I think it comes from the fact that he, he was a fan and he is a fan. I mean, he's, he's not the kind of some, some out of town billionaire who comes in and, and buys a team because he thinks it'll be fun to buy a team. I mean, he, he, like he always, he always likes to say he was sitting in the bleachers back in the, in the seventies and eighties before he bought this team. So I think there still is that kind of that passion there. I think it might even get him in a little bit of trouble at times. I think the way he handled the immediate aftermath of, of the flake gate breaking probably didn't do his team many favors, I guess, in the, the eyes of the league, but, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely coming. He, every, he, I think he approaches everything from a fan's perspective while also kind of, as he alluded to saying that 
sometimes when, when you're the boss, you, you have to be the boss. Well, and the other thing is you have to entrust in your managers, whether it's your head football yeah. coach uh, of your NFL franchise or the you know manager running Patriot Place and all of the businesses uh, within uh, that conglomeration, you have to make sure that every you know that they are running as much of a profit or as close to it uh, as possible. And he has the same expectations for everybody in the craft empire. And I thought, you know, putting Bill Belichick in with everybody else was, I thought, an interesting take and an interesting perspective from from his point of view, anyway. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I mean, when you're the big boss, you have to be able to kind of delegate tasks below you. And it's it's different. Yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a little bit of a, uh, you don't usually think of the, the coach-owner dynamic in that way, but it really kind of was, is what it is. I mean, he's, Belichick is a, a manager under the uh, the kind of, I guess, CEO in, in Robert Kraft. And he's, he's someone that he still has tremendous faith in for good reason. I mean, even after his handling of, of the Super Bowl, which I know most people probably didn't agree with, it, it does seem to see does seem like he still has the, the support of his owner at least. What do you think happened in the postseason meeting between Brady Belichick and Kraft Zach? I have no idea. Honestly. Take a guess. Give me a guess. Play you know, um, <laughs> Give us a little bit of an uh, entertainment uh, perspective and, and uh, you know, be a little bit creative here and, and be a fly on the wall <laughs> and, and pretend to know uh, what might have happened anyway. Man, I, I don't know, Jack. It's so hard to because because both Belichick and Brady especially are so they're so private in their their public dealings. I can say, I mean, when when they talk to us, the, the media members you know that they're not getting 100% of exactly what they mean and exactly what they're saying on the inside. Not that they're coming out and, and outright lying, but we really don't know what's going on in these guys' heads a lot. And we haven't heard from, from any of the three parties involved exactly what did go down in this meeting other than the fact that the meeting actually took place. I would guess that it was probably kind of boring. I mean, I, to me, I'm, I'm, in, I'm imagining it and them all coming together and being like, hey, this this last, end of the last season was pretty crazy. You know, we had a lot of this kind of a lot, a lot of these reports, a lot of these rumors of, of unrest. Some of them are true, but let's, let's move on from it. Maybe they just stood there and screamed at each other for for ten minutes. But that did not. I don't happen. know. I, I, I would almost, be very... Yeah, I can almost assure you, Zach, uh, that did not. Happen. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that would be one of the uh, the more fetched uh, possibilities. But I don't know. I, I would be interested to hear. And, I don't think we we really will. But here exactly exactly was discussed in this meeting. All right, let, let me ask you a, a different take on that same subject. Re- is it really important that everything is kumbaya, as Belichick is often joked down at at Gillette Stadium? You've heard Belichick saying, you know, we don't all sit around the campfire and sing kumbaya. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think it's important? Uh, that everything is uh, there's there's a synergy, there's an understanding, um, happiness, if you will, between the three parties, or do they just have to go along to get along? I think it's important that there's an understanding. Uh, I don't know if you necessarily need happiness or, or total complete harmony. Um, I don't think you're really going to find that over the course of 18, 19, 20 consecutive years. I think they do need to be on the same page, and then they do need to be. All three of them need to be be currently striving for the same goal, which is to 
win the Super Bowl, win as many Super Bowls as, as possible before, well, while all three are together there, while also leaving the, the franchise in in proper position for the future. I don't know. I, I think they're still on that same page. I think they're all competitive enough where they'll be able to kind of put aside their whatever differences they may have over, over Alex Guerrero or over Jimmy Garoppolo or, or any of these factors. I think that they're all – they all want to win badly enough that they're they're willing to kind of put those to the side. But yeah, I don't I don't think you need to be they don't need to be best friends, but they need to have a good working relationship. And I, I think they still do. I mean, until I hear some more concrete reporting otherwise, then then yeah, I'd say that they're still they're still on on, on okay footing. We're talking with Zach Cox, the Patriots uh, beat writer for Nesson.com and Nesson as well. Hey, everybody. I want to tell you about a new wellness brand for men. It's called Hims. 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35. That's right, the age of 35. Thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's not too late. I have friends in and outside the sports media business, and they can certainly attest to this. It's easier to keep the hair you have now then replace your hair that you've lost is it that hairline slowly starting to move backwards any bald spots yet how will you feel if a year from now it's business as usual up there do you want a bald spot to pop up or do you want to do something about it first here's a solution go to forhims.com it's a one-stop shop for hair loss skin care sexual wellness for men thanks to science baldness Guys can now be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss, well known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. There's no waiting room, no awkward do- doctor visits, and you save hours just by going to forhims.com. It's so easy. Answer just a few quick questions, and a doctor will review and prescribe you your products which are shipped directly to your door. Order now. My listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to 4 slash trags. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash trags. T-R-A-G-S. 4 com slash trags. Speaking with Zach Cox, Patriots beat writer for Nesson.com. All right, we spent the first uh, half of this pod talking about uh, Bill Belichick and, and Robert Kraft. And I thought it was interesting on Tuesday, the morning breakfast uh, sans the uh, orange juice for Bill Belichick. He did it standing up this time. Uh, Jeff Howell, the Boston Herald, asked Bill Belichick about roster building. And Belichick says, while obviously being concerned about the upcoming season, He's keeping a long-term view on things in terms of personnel. Zach, I thought this was pretty fascinating. He's not just putting all of his eggs in one basket for those thinking, you know, he's one year and done or even two years and done. He's keeping the cupboard full for his successor. What do you make of that answer he gave Jeff Howe? Um, I guess it just kind of relates back to, to what I said earlier. I think that he... I don't know how long, how much longer Bill Belichick wants to coach. I, I really don't have a good sense of that at all. I mean, he could retire after this coming season or he could coach for 10 more years. I wouldn't really be surprised with either. I think he wants to leave the franchise in a good, in a good spot, in a good standing where he does end up leaving um, this job. And honestly, I think he doesn't actually know what he wants to 
still think it's his personality as opposed to to kind of load up on one year and say, hey, we might suck in three years, but then we'll win the world this year. I know that's kind of what a lot of people thought. It, it's that's sort of what it looked like they were doing last season, when they, or last offseason, rather, when they kind of went out and made all those high-profile moves. That seems like they're kind of back to their 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 normal standard. So I just think this is this is the way Bill Belichick operates. He's always kind of on he's he's looking at this season, but he's also looking at the, the longer view. And I also thought it was interesting. I think it might have been another question from Jeff there about how how the CBA makes drafting these these young players and and kind of relying on rookies so much more difficult uh, in the modern NFL because especially. With guys like like offensive linemen, defensive linemen, you really don't have much. You can't they can't hit much. They can't. They can right. only hit at what and, and twenty practices in the entire. Correct. Season. And it's so hard to to develop players like that, especially guys coming from the college game, where where a lot of these linemen and a lot of these uh, linemen and tight ends and positions like that are basically playing completely different positions in college. So I I, I think it just all kind of goes to show how that the, the way that Belichick views football game is not just what is right in front of me right now he's got these all these he knows all the trends he knows where this league is going and I think that's part of what makes him such a good coach obviously I also think Zach that one of the things that makes him a great coach is he he has made the adjustment over the years to putting more of an emphasis in the classroom because there is no limit on how much you can teach these guys that doesn't mean that they're going to be able to do everything physically on the on the field once you teach it to them but you can go over film uh, ad nauseum, and you can really drill into their brains, look, we have limited time with you on the field, but off the field, you're all ours, and we expect you to do the extra work in the classroom, and that's why you hear guys like Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, and uh, going back through the years, uh, all of the guys who have always shown up there early, the Matthew Slaters, the Devin McCourties, um, guys who have been there for such a long time and have done it the right way that no team works harder off the field and in the classroom than the Patriots. Absolutely. And, I mean, I don't think that's going to change now because, if anything, it's going to be even more more so the case because they're going to have to expect younger players to fill the void of, well, at least four players that have lost, uh, left uh, via free agency. Obviously, we know Malcolm Butler and Deion Lewis have gone to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Danny Amendola... Uh, goes down to South Florida and the Miami Dolphins, and and uh, Nate Solder uh, goes to the New York Giants. I, it was I thought pretty classy of Belichick on Tuesday to pay his respects to those guys, saying you know they weren't just good players, they were great players and helped us all a great deal. Uh, I thought that was a a nice tip of the cap to those four free agents. It, you know you know there might be some bitterness in in the negotiation, certainly on the player side, but I think whenever players leave New England, it's remarkable to me how the Patriots always seem to take the high road and thank them for their service. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially with uh, with the four high-profile players who left this offseason, it, it's, it's hard to really envision any animosity. I mean, I guess you could say there there might be some animosity with the situation, but it doesn't seem like that on either side, kind of surprisingly. With all four of these guys, it's not like the Patriots tried to lowball them and then they had to end up leaving somewhere else. All these, all four of these players signed contracts that the Patriots would not have been willing to pay, and Bill Belichick admitted they would not be willing to pay. I mean, they valued all four of these players. I think they would have loved to have all four of them back if they could kind of come to terms on on a proper deal. But it's, when you when you look at the contracts there, 
kind of have to just tip your cap and say, good luck at your next stop, which is exactly what Bill Belichick did today. Well, and the other thing I thought that was that's interesting about that, Zach, is that is a clear indication that Belichick is not in it all for himself. One year, let's do this, because I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. He is indeed. Yeah. Uh, that's the proof in the pudding, that he is indeed trying to lay the foundation for who, whoever his successor is. And how about this for a dovetail, Zach? Uh, let's talk about Josh McDaniels. The Patriots, uh, as it turns out, they don't have to follow the Rooney rule and interview uh, those outside the organization if indeed a succession plan has already been put in place by the team and the league is aware of it. I guess the question for you is, what's Josh McDaniel's role? Do you think this means, reading between the lines, that he's going to be Belichick's successor? I would have to think so. I mean, I ever since with this whole story for Josh McDaniel, I could imagine that that's the only thing that would, would really make him stay. I mean, he came out and, and said it. Uh, he, he spoke with with Jim Brown at the Boston Globe the other day for the first time since all this all this stuff went down. He he denied the the report that it was because he wanted to keep his family in New England. They're all ready to go wherever he wants to go. Um, he he think he denied it was about money. Uh, it just seems like I don't know why else he would stay and basically kind of kill his chances of being a head coach elsewhere unless he got maybe not a an ironclad assurance, but at least some sort of indication that this was this is the way that it's going to go. I mean, if maybe they said whenever Bill ends up retiring, who knows what that is, just you're you're going to be the next guy in line. I don't know how those conversations exactly would go down, but I, I, can, can you think of another reason why he, he no. would want to, to kind of stick around to do this unless that was what was, if not promised, at least seriously suggested that? No, I mean, I, I think, you know, you have to read between the lines, especially when he said midway through this past season, I think in one of those opportunities, um, uh, I think it was November uh, during the bye week when, you know, McDaniel said, look, yeah, I do want to be a head coach again uh, and yep. sooner rather than later. And that was an indication from McDaniels at that point in time um, that, yeah, that is what I want my next job to be. So if you take him at his words back in November, whenever he made those, those statements to us in one of those conference calls, then I'd have to think, well, yeah, one thing leads to another. He is going to probably be Bill Belichick's successor. And something has been suggested to him that this is our succession plan. You're part of it. Uh, and as it turns out, that is certainly with, within the realm, um, of the Patriots, uh, and within their rights. Uh, to do so. We're going to wrap it up here. Zach Cox of Nesson.com covering the Patriots and the NFL for Nesson.com. How can people follow you, Zach? Uh, on Twitter, Zach Cox Nesson. That's uh, Z-A-C-K-C-O-X-N-E-S-N. And uh, if you want to read my stuff on Nesson.com, it's Nesson.com slash Zach Cox. Excellent. I appreciate it, Zach. want to once again thank everyone for downloading this episode of Patriots Beat. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CLNS Media and at Patriots CLNS. Of course, you can give my own personal account a follow at Trags, T-R-A-G-S. want to thank HIMS for sponsoring this Patriots Beat podcast on the CLNS Media Network. You want to give a shout out to our executive producer, Larry H. Russell, and of course, the founder of the network, Nick Gelso. This is Mike Petralia, and this has been the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by the CLNS Media Network. 
What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zone of the CLNS Media Network, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Media New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice. And live on CLNS Radio immediately after every single pass game, call in at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts for the plays of the game, and everything else that is going on with the five-time Super Bowl champion. Subscribe to CLNS Media New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher. And the best way, download the free CLNS Media Network mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere. <laughs> 